Welcome to Northgate Christian Fellowship's weekly message series. And now, here is Pastor Larry Davis. Good friends. Well, hey friends, welcome to Northgate. Uh, our mission here is to help make people wholehearted followers of Jesus Christ, and this is just one of the part of the process. And so I'm glad you're here. And uh, you're a part of that process. Um, today, we're going to continue this series called uh, A Road to Financial Freedom. And I think we're going to give you a little light in a second for some notes so you can see. Maybe. We're working on it. Uh, so in just a second, you can take out your notes and you'll be able to see to take some notes. And then uh, also you can use your app. Um, how many of you guys have ever been on a bumpy road? I can't see your hands, but I believe you. Lots of you have been on a bumpy road. How many of you guys love riding on a bumpy road? Nobody is raising their hand. Oh, a few people. <laughs> That's off-roading. Uh, man, smooth roads is where it's at. I know you know this. And, and what I note, uh, notice and I see a lot of times is um, oftentimes our financial picture can really look like a bumpy road and uh, become quite frustrating and irritating and get into this crazy cycle. And uh, this conversation about this idea to road to financial freedom is really how can we find an on-ramp into a smooth road um, where we will actually receive some financial freedom um, when it comes to uh, our household, our life, um, and I'm going to go ahead and jump right into today, but it's really found in generosity, is the uh, on-road um, to that smooth path to financial freedom. Ken, the last couple of weeks, has um, um, been having a conversation with him. The first week was, um, had a lot to do with worry or attitude and the cycle that we get into, um, and also about the, the bondage uh, that debt creates in our life. And so what we tend to do is we live in this really crazy cycle. And you know because you've been there or you know people that are there is what we do is we worry. Uh, and then we start to spend more than we make, which then leads to debt, which means we have no margin. And so we worry more. And so we're freaked out. We're really worrying. We're like, oh, my gosh. So then we go walk it off in the mall or at the car dealership or the boat place or the RV place. We spend more than we make, which leads to more debt, which leads to no margin and more worry. And we got to figure out how to cope with ourselves in this crazy cycle. And we're like, well, if I just made a little bit money, if I can make like 10% or when I make this much money, um, I won't worry anymore um, and I won't have debt and I can be a generous person. And you guys know that's not true um, because you could probably think 20 years ago, how much money did you make? And if you remember, how much money did you say you needed to make to be a generous person or to be out of debt and to be financially set? You're probably making a lot more than that today <laughs> for some of you. So this cycle we get caught on. So then it leads to this next thing, which is we start worrying even more about our future consumption, which leads to we consume more than what we can afford, which leads to consumer debt, which leads to no future consumption. We're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to consume What's going to happen? How can we do this? And really what that all entails to is that it's a self-control issue. We've talked about the last couple of weeks. It's a contentment issue. It's a discipline issue when it comes to our finances and being disciplined about it. And if you're a Jesus follower in here today, it's a spiritual issue. Uh, if you're not a Jesus follower, you know, check him out. At least read what he says. If you read the newspaper, read the Bible at least and at least see what Jesus says. But what you learn is it really is a, a spiritual issue. And we get caught in this crazy cycle uh, where this road to financial freedom um, doesn't look good and it looks bumpy. And friends, the on-ramp to a life to financial freedom is generosity. 
And I want to kind of tease that out with you a little bit today. Because um, the deal is, is that giving is a choice. Giving is a choice. It's not something um, you just naturally, that naturally happens. This is something you choose to do. So how do you be generous? Generosity is a do thing. It's not a do thing. It's a be thing. A lot of times we think about generosity and we're like, it's something we do. No, no, no. This is a way that you live. If you, if you want to have a, a, a life um, that is fulfilled and to be a generous um, person, um, it's a be thing. It becomes who you are. Generosity is more than just random acts of giving. Uh, it's not just the sporadic, the random times. It's a thought out process thing. See, the thing about generous people, if you're one of these people, you know this, generous people never have to be sold. They never have to be convinced and they never give out of guilt. They never have to be sold about why something needs to be given money. They never have to be convinced and shown a video or those types of things. And they, they never have to feel guilty about giving. Uh, generous people have a plan. That's why. Because they have a plan. They've thought through these things. And so today is a little bit about that plan. I want to help you with that plan when it comes to your financial freedom and getting on that on-ramp to that smooth road. And today's very practical. Um, this is what I'm going to make you a promise of. And I want you to really understand this and think about it. When you become generous, you will give more, save more, and consume less. I want you to believe that. I promise you this. When you become generous, you will give more, you'll save more for you and your future, and you will consume less. Most people, this is kind of the myth, most people think that when it comes to me, it's just for me. Uh, And generous people understand um, that that's not actually true, that um, generous people don't assume that it's theirs to consume. They look at this and don't just assume that whatever's given to me is for me and to use it and however I see fit, because you just get in that weird, crazy cycle. Generous people don't assume that. Most people think that when it comes to me, it's for me. And Jesus says, ah, everything that comes to you might not be for you. Because we learn this, that ownership is a myth. Um, and if you live your life like an owner and a consumer, what that's really just going to equal is a bunch of discontentment. You're going to be constantly be discontent with something because there's always that better and newer and that other, you know, we talked about this the last uh, few weeks. So what a generous lifestyle is about in living this road uh, to financial freedom is really about turning it upside down and taking that whole idea about how we do our finances and, and making the last thing first. Usually giving's the last thing that we think of. It's like, oh man, I wish I had more. I don't, I already spent it all. I wish I could do a little bit more. So we're going to kind of tease out this um, uh, definition. And that is um, that generosity is this, the premeditated, calculated, designated emancipation of personal financial assets. Say that in your head. It's kind of tough. (laughs) It's the premeditated, calculated, designated emancipation goes out of personal financial assets. See, generosity, we'll start right here with this pre-meditated piece, requires a plan. And I love you, but most of you don't have a plan. (laughs) I have never met anyone that just drifted in a good direction. (laughs) The people who wanted to go somewhere and down a path to financial freedom had a very specific plan. 
and they follow it. Uh, you know, I, I've met too many people that I've talked to, and, you know, they, they're like, yeah, I have money. I just, you know, I, I think a lot of it goes to Taco Bell, and somehow we make the house payment, and somebody else takes money out and puts it in retirement, and they literally don't know what every, that every dollar has a name, and they don't know where it goes, and they don't have a plan, and they'll find themselves all of a sudden in this crazy amount of debt, and they're spending more than they make. And just that cycle continues. And what happens when you don't have a plan, you become what I call a 3S giver. You become spontaneous, sporadic, and sparing. This is the result of not having a plan. You're spontaneous. Like it only happens like every once in a while when something comes up, you know, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of want Girl Scout cookies. What's this for again? (laughs) Sporadic. Like... It's just uh, occasionally because there's no plan for it. Oh, man, I don't have anything right now. Or I don't even know what I have to give, actually, so I can't do it right now. And then sparing, where you're just like, oh, man, I wish I had more. I didn't think about this. I mean, I came here, and I know it's a fundraiser. <laughs> but I wasn't thinking through it. It wasn't the plan. And it's sparing. And so um, what happens is, is uh, that's the result of not having a plan. Premeditated is having a plan. Essentially, it's this. It's having a budget. Uh, It is really important for you to make and to live off of a budget. And if you have the workbook, that's actually your homework this week, if you haven't gotten there yet, is to go and sit down um, with your family or whoever else is in the financial picture with you, yourself, and write out your budget. I'm going to give you a tool that has been one of the most helpful tools in my financial life ever for my wife and I. And uh, you can download it for free. It's called Every Dollar. It's an app goes on your computer. It's completely free. Every dollar. It'll change the game. You're going to have names on your money. It's going to go through. But that's how you come up with a plan. You have a budget. And then, get this, you actually live by it. (laughs) And then you're going to be like, wait, I have way more money than I thought I did. Or you're going to go, wait, I can't go to Taco Bell. (laughs) I don't have that money anymore. This is why I'm using my credit card at the fast food place, uh, because I don't have a plan. So, have a plan. Generous people have a plan. That's how you get to financial freedom. The next thing on this is it's that um, generous people, that, that, that they're premeditated and calculated. So what's calculated? Generosity requires a specific amount and percentage. When you're going to be generous, it requires a specific amount or percentage of your income. And percentage, I'll tell you, is better because percentage... When you make more, you can give more. Generous people give before they consume it. They set this percentage there, and so it fluctuates. It can move. This is this whole idea of calculating things and figuring out what this looks like because it's in your plan, and then it's calculated, and you're reordering your finances. The first thing we do when we get, just like in this video, we get, uh, our, we get paid is we figure this out. We calculate the percentage. We sit down. They said even to the penny. They figure out what this looks like. They've reordered their finances. When you do that, you turn into what I call a 3P giver. A 3P giver is you're giving based on a percentage. It's a priority to you, and it's progressive based on the way things change and the things that come in your life. That's especially important for you that you don't get paid uh, sporadically or on commissions or, you know, every once in a while. I hope you get paid more than every once in a while, but, you know, uh, you know your situation that's not just on a, a regular schedule. It's a percentage of your income. It's an amount that's set aside right off the bat, and it's a, it's a priority in your life. You've 
planned it. You've calculated it. And it's progressive. It shifts and changes depending on the season and what it looks like in your household. So calculate is really how much and how often. The other thing besides calculated is it's designated. It's premeditated, it's calculated, and it's designated. And this is the fun part. This is the fun part of being generous, of being a generous person and living a generous lifestyle. Generous people don't feel guilty about saying no. Generous people have already decided. That's one of the best things. It's already designated. They don't feel guilty about saying no to that person that knocked on the door because they've already decided where their money's going and how they're going to be generous and what it's going to do. Jesus said this, and we saw this in the video. So good. I'm telling you right now, they stole my whole message. <laughs> I like watched the video and I was like, dang it. And I was like, yeah. But then I was like, oh, they actually listen. It's awesome. <laughs> um, it says in Matthew 6, uh, it says that, um, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We've been talking about this last week. Well, essentially, what this is saying is where your money is, that's where your heart goes. When you give to something, a part of you is saying, uh, I'm grateful for that. My heart's there in that. I'm involved in that. And Jesus knew that. He said, hey, this is a part of you. And when you give to something, you're giving a part of yourself. And that part of yourself is usually your heart because you care for it. So some people say, well, well, but wait a minute. If we flip this whole thing upside down and we don't just consume first, uh, you know, then we probably um, need to save something and put it in the honey hole for the future because who knows what's going to happen. Um, and then, you know, whatever's left, we'll just figure it out. You know, or it's, the, you know, I'll be generous. If that happens, then I'll do this. Have you heard that one a lot? None of you have won the lottery, probably. If I win the lottery... <laughs> We've all done that. I'll do this. No, no, no. It's a plan. It's calculated. Uh, and it's an understanding of that your treasure is going um, and your heart is going to that next place that's important to you. So what is it um, when it comes to saving? Saving is this. Easy way to remember it. Saving is how you say yes to you and your future. It's important. Give first. Be a generous person. It's planned. It's a priority. It's progressive. And then you need to save because you need to say yes to you and specifically to your future. But gener generosity is how you say yes to what's important to you now and always. So the fun part. So how do you choose? How do you choose a, a, your designation uh, when it comes to generosity and what you're going to give to? You give from a grateful heart and you give from a broken heart. You give from a grateful heart and you give from a broken heart. So question is, friends, what are you grateful for? What are you broken over? What are you grateful for? And what are you broken over? This is why anyone who loves their local church and they're grateful for it should give to their local church. And this is why if you're with us online right now and you're somewhere else and you don't have a church that you love and you're grateful for, go find a church that you're grateful for and give to it. What are you grateful for? What are the things in your life that you're grateful for? And what are you broken over? If you love your local church, friends, you should give to it. There's this crazy generous story that um, has happened here. Um, we have a, a plenty of colleges close by. And we've had, uh, we had a, a young man from Cal Maritime attend here for a while. And we got a letter in the mail one day um, with uh, an offering to us from that person's parents. 
that said, hey, we go to a, a local church where we're at, and uh, our son has started going there, and we're so thankful for that. We give because we're grateful for our church. We give here to our local church, but we're being generous on top of that because you know what? We're grateful for you and our son's plugged in. Now, that's generosity. Isn't that so cool? Because that's what they're grateful for. So, you know, an idea for you. You parents out there that your kids are kind of still under your wing and from a distance living off of you, (laughs) what are you grateful for? You're grateful for the people who are having this conversation with them right now about how to take control of their financial freedom, their future. But that's an idea, man. What are you grateful for? Maybe you're going to send some other church a check after you've taken care of here that's above and beyond said, you know what? I'm grateful for you. This is something in my life that I'm grateful for because my kids plugged into this. The second thing you got to ask yourselves is what are you broken over? That's important. You got to give to that. What breaks your heart? You know, that was um, why we saw such a beautiful response uh, when this fire stuff happened here. And tens and tens of thousands of people came and showed up and gave and gave and gave and gave. Why? It broke their heart. That's why we give. What else breaks your heart? I know my family... Um, we sponsor orphans, kids specifically to stay in school, to break the poverty cycle in other countries. And each of our kids have that because it breaks our hearts. And we said, hey, we can do something. We give to Walk for Water. That's why almost $100,000 was raised for Walk for Water to dig wells because it breaks our hearts. We're like, hey, man, people got to have water. That breaks my heart. Somebody doesn't have clean drinking water. Breaks my heart. So what breaks your heart? What are you grateful for? That's what you get to give to There's a lot of people that say, well, like, but how does this work, you know, when it comes to the church? You know, like, hey, what does that look like? And, well, you're grateful for the church. You need to give to the church. And specifically, in the New Testament, people are like, well, where does it, like, actually talk about this? We hear about this tithe thing in the Old Testament. This is like an awkward conversation because church just wants to talk about money. No, that's not what we want to talk about. Jesus talks about it because he knows it's where your heart's at. And it's something you're grateful for. And he wants to continue to see ministry happen. Specifically in the New Testament... He talks a lot about giving to the poor. This is before the church had even started. He said, hey, you need to give to the poor. You need to give things that you're grateful for. You need to take care of this community of people um, and the ministry that's happening because there's so much for everyone and everyone is so welcome. Well, then the church started and it continued. This guy named Paul had a conversation with the church because they were saying like, hey, how does this work now? How do we take up a collection um, for the community and the people in need and the ministries that need to happen and the widows that we need to take care of and, and the orphans that we need to take care of and the food that we need to provide and the children that need to be taken care of, etc., etc., etc. And so Paul wrote the Corinthian church um, and he said, hey, here's how you do this. I'm going to tell you the same thing I took the Galatian church. And so he's essentially saying, I'm telling you all the same thing. No one's getting anything special. You're all getting the same words. This is what you guys um, need to do on the weekend. He says, on the first day of, the week, of every week, which is a Sunday, by the way, each one of you should set aside a sum of money. A sum of money. So they said, okay, well, like, how much? He said, well, a sum of money. Well, like, how much is a sum of money? So he said, in keeping with your income. Okay, well, what does that mean? In keeping with your income. Well, like, seriously, how much? Can you just give me a number so I can, like, check it off the box and, like, put it in the line thing? No, no, no. It's in keeping with your income. Seriously, can you just tell me (laughs) what that means? Well, friends, he would say, well, how grateful are you? How grateful are you? How broken are you? How grateful are you for the church? How grateful are you for the ministry that happens there in your family and out and beyond that? 
How, how broken are you for the, the things that they're impacting and touching? How grateful are you, for, are you? How broken are you? The easiest way I can tell you to remember this whole idea that's going to break this crazy cycle, and we've said this tons of times, is to reprioritize your whole financial picture and be a generous giver and a generous liver. And it starts to look like this. You get to give, save, and live. And what that creates, friends, is a whole bunch of peace. Your cycle starts to look like this. You give first, you save second, you live on the rest, and you get peace. And people you can be like, that's crazy. It's a different kind of crazy. Because the other crazy is this. <laughs> Worry, spend, debt, margin, consumer, debt. That's crazy. Or you could break that cycle, get the off-ramp, which is generosity, and live like this. Peace. Live a different kind of crazy. Now, some people say, well, like, you know, what does this actually really, Larry, what does this really look like? Well, I learned a long time ago a little example. I'm a visual learner. So I have these two balloons. See them? I'll hold them up for the camera. It's good. If I take this balloon, I blow it up. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) It's a small one. (laughs) So you have these two balloons. This is a gift. And people are like, whoa, look at how generous that person is. Look how much of a gift they gave. They are a giver. There's actually a story in the Bible where Jesus was hanging out with his disciples and they were watching people give. And the disciples were like, shut up. Did you see how much that person gave? I don't know if they actually said it like that, but that's how I picture it. They're like, Jesus, look at that. And he's like, whatever. And they're like, that is huge. Like, that's, so, that's like a ton. That's a giant gift. And this little old lady comes walking in later, and they don't notice her. She puts two mites in there. And all of a sudden, Jesus hits him and goes, shut up. <laughs> did you just see what that lady did? She gave a huge gift. Now that is generous. And they're like, what? Two turtle doves? Seriously? Now let me ask you, which one's closer to popping? Yeah, this one right here, little teeny one. This is a generous giver, right? They are expanding themselves, just like we saw in our video with Josh and Katie Sue. And saying, hey, God, you first. You're going to take care of the rest. We're going to live a generous lifestyle. It's going to change us. This, I can go way more. This is like the person you look at and be like, comparatively, that's nothing. I, there was a story on the news, not to poke too much, but it works good with the example. There's a celebrity who gave a ton of money to the fire victims, which was fantastic. Lots of money. I was like, oh, my gosh, look at that person. That's the hugest gift ever. If you had went ahead and looked at the comparison and compared it to yourself (laughs) and them, you would have been like, that's like me giving like 25 bucks, literally. But we do this, oh my gosh, that's a gift. No, no, no. God said, this is where it's at. That's where it's at. That's how you expand yourself. That's how you live a life of peace. That's how you live a life that God goes, shut up. Now that is a gift. Now, that's a road to financial freedom. Friends, I love you. I want the best for you. 
This isn't just about giving the church money. This is about living a life of financial freedom. And the road to doing that is to be a generous person, to flip it upside down and to live generously. Would you bow your heads? Hey, some of you in here just got a challenge. It's great. You're going to go home this week. You're going to make a budget. Start thinking about who you're going to talk about with it right now. Figure out a day. Think about it right now. Okay. I need to go make a budget. Okay. I need to know where my money actually goes. Okay. I can start this. And then I want to ask you, I want to ask all of you, so hear this. Would you just ask yourself, what would it look like if I made a budget? And if you have a budget, you made it, what would it look like if I actually gave first? And then who would I give to? And how much would it be? And how often? Just what would that look like? Not everybody's going to do that today, but this week... Okay, God, what would it actually look like writing down a paper if I started to give first, then I saved, then I lived on it? Would I be okay? How much would I give? What am I grateful for? What am I broken over? Everybody in here, you will be blessed for taking the moments and doing that. Not just sitting here talking about it, but putting that into action. That's my ask. I also don't want to pass by that there may be people here today that don't know Jesus. Maybe this is one of your first times. Maybe this is your 115th time. And you're here today, and I don't know what happens between my mouth and your ears and your heart and your soul and what God had for you today to hear. My prayer is that some of you today heard that you got a whole lot of debt that you can't pay off yourself in your life. And I'm going to tell you something really cool. Jesus chose to give. And he chose to give generously to you by the giving of his life. And today you have an opportunity to receive your debt paid in full. (laughs) You don't even got to make a budget. Some of you, that's, that's where you're at today. How great is that? God chose to give for you. He chose to be generous for you and take your debt because he loves you because you're a priority. He knows you. So I invite you, if you're here today and you need to become (laughs) debt-free in life and you need to accept the gift of generosity Jesus has given to you through his sacrifice today and say, yeah, God, yours, not mine. I can't do this. I, I, you're welcome to. I invite you right now. Would you, um, if that's you and you're here and you want to make a first-time decision to say, I'm following Jesus, I'm going to accept his generous gift. Would you raise your hand and look at me and so I can just acknowledge you and pray for you and celebrate with you? Yeah, I got you, man. Yep, gotcha. It's awesome. God, thank you for your gift. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for your grace when we're just silly, make mistakes. Thank you for walking with us when we get in trouble. Thank you for cleaning up the mess. God, thank you for being 
God that no matter how broken we are, you can mend us. No matter how dead we feel or things in our life, you can resurrect it. And no matter how far we run, you can find us. God, thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. We trust that you'll join us again soon for another uplifting message from Northgate Christian Fellowship located in Benicia, California.